I want to, I'm going to start with a controversial question today, no? Uh, hey? <laughs> no. So those who are in the prayer meeting, you're not allowed to answer. But what is one of the, one of the biggest enemies of church? Okay. I'll, I'll tell you. This is one of, there's a lot, okay? It's, it's, it is the devil, yes, sometimes, okay? Yeah, let's not, there's, a, there's a lot that's coming against us, okay? But, but I think... I think one of the biggest enemies that we put against ourselves is the, the rat race to have good meetings. Yeah. That we get into the cycle of coming to church and the aim is to have a good meeting. And I was just, while, we, while we're busy with worship now, I was thinking, because I, I said to the guys earlier, like I'm, I'm trying to figure out what is it that is, that is the, the aim of church, like what is it that God's after. And I, I said, it's definitely not a good meeting. That's not why I started church. He, said, he never said, I'm going to start a church and you guys are going to have great Sundays. Yeah. And just as we were busy now, I, said, I, I realized that, you know what the Lord's after is what God's delight, delighting in is Marcel going for it and, and running after the Lord. Yeah. God delights in that. It's just people. That's, what, that's where the Lord is. And, and I think I, I want to I start off the prayer. I just want to encourage you. It was so lucky for me. It's like I, I loved how you ran with it. How you sang in tongues and just like, I'm just going to give it, okay? Like, I want to say, I think God was smiling. I, mean, I don't think, not think, I know that the Lord was delighting in that. Like, that's where, where, where even the whole New Testament, when Jesus was speaking about church, it always involved people, never meetings. Yeah. And uh, even though we need to come together, because I'm not excluding it's a good thing you're here, so don't stay away next week, okay? But, but, I, but I think sometimes if, we, if the aim is a good meeting, then, or a good meeting, then we do this. Because some weeks is good, some, week is, some weeks are not. Eh? But if we can learn to recognize God in one another, it's like, there we go. That's where the Lord is at. Uh, so I just wanted to encourage us with that. I'm going to go with another controversial one. I just dig it, okay? But, you know, something in the week that, that I felt the Lord tell me was um, in, in the Gospels where Jesus was on earth, he, he wasn't always as much interested in teaching truth but much more interested in how the people lived. Have you recognized that? So he, um, he didn't just come and preach a truth and then just left, but he actually like, he, he preached it and then he said, now I want you to go and apply what I've been teaching you. Yeah. And, um, and also there's very few examples where, where Jesus rebuked people for, for not knowing the truth. Very few. Okay, I can't actually think of one. But there's a lot of examples where people knew what the truth were and they didn't do it. And then he corrected them. And, um, and we, we've heard this, Matthew 7, 24, um, says this, um, it says, everyone then who hears these, let me read it there, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, like there's, who hears the words, and we hear often, okay, and we hear the word of the Lord, but then he says, and put them into practice. He's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then verse 26, it says this. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house in the sand. And it's this challenge that we have for us who's part of a body, part of a church, and week in, week out, Sunday, Wednesday, I don't know, Thursday, whenever we're getting together and we hear truth being taught, a big danger for us is to hear it and not put it into practice. And actually building houses on the sand because God is not interested in just hearing the truth, but it's actually the, the truth or the rock comes in applying, building on it. You with me now? And um, 
So one thing that I've really been, uh, or that I've been gripped with, so since Grant, Grant is doing this, we, we've been joking, Grant and I really enjoy working together, but it's been a funny dynamic lately with Grant wanting to go on holiday, and we say, you know, sometimes in leading, leading a church, sometimes we say there's a tug of war between people, like you can feel the guys are wrestling for the, for the, for the reins. With, with Grant and myself, it's more like we're throwing the rope at one another, okay, you go, like, and, um, so Grant's like all over it with uh, like, okay, maybe Hannes will lead in December, possibly January, possibly February, and uh, I don't know what's happening here. But then I could find myself in this week, I was like, I'm on this rat race to have a good meeting. And, uh, and, and, and then I just, praise God, I, didn't, I don't think I've fallen into the trap. But I just asked the Lord like, why am I and we a part of this church? Yeah. And so I went and I, and I read on the Joshian website, there's a, I don't know if you've been on the Joshian website ever, it's a good site to go to, but there's a thing that says about, and then there's a tab that says, who are we? Okay, and I was like, all right, let's go check, who are we? And so this is what I found here, it's a short section, there's a lot more, but you can go read that on your own time, but it says, this is a, this is a vision that Andrew put out when he planted Joshian, he says, Joshian is a vibrant and device um, um, oh, sorry, d- d- diverse, uh, not divisive, okay? A vibrant and diverse multi-site church that meets across Southern Africa and then modeled after the early church in the book of Acts. We seek to live out authentic Christianity. And there we go to Acts 2, 42 to 47, which you guys would have heard plenty. If you've been with us, hopefully for longer than six months, you would have heard us teach that. Acts 2, 42, that says, they devoted themselves to one another, all right, that portion. It says, live out authentic Christianity as a family of believers. Family. Us. All right? Not good meetings. Devoted to laying down our lives for God and for one another. And, and there's sometimes this, I think, a, 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 um, it's a, not, not a holiness. Like a, I think a pride that comes is like, I devote myself to the Lord, but we suck at devoting ourselves to one another. And it's a challenge. Okay? I'm including myself here. All right? And then it says, our vision is that Josh Jen will become a blueprint church for other churches in South Africa and around the world. I love that. That's why I'm, that's why I'm here. That's why I bought into this. Because I, I can see it. It's like that's what, God is, that's what God has for us. Now, here's the challenge. Is in order for that to take place, it requires each one of us. All right. And, and good meetings... Or if the aim is good meetings, you know what it does is we need we need the A team, all right. So we need your A plus worship leader. You need your Grant is going to have to preach every week, all right. Daryl's going to have to lead a meeting every week, and because we need the best team to do it. And when there's a prophetic word to be shared, we've got two people in the church that we rely on because we know they can really hit it, and we we settle into this rhythm of good meetings, good meetings, and the rest of us we just jump on the bus where we're going today. We want to be part. But, but actually, we, we're, not, we're not doing that. Yeah. And, um, and, and just as I've been wrestling the, with this, and it's probably been, the, I would say, the last month or two that I've been struggling with the Lord with this. Like, it's not in the good meetings. And you would have heard Grant say this often, so I'm not bashing Grant at all, okay? But it's like, it's not about the good meetings. It's about we need to find God in one another and what the Lord is doing in one another. That's where the real gems are. And devoting ourselves to one another. It's, it's as equal, I would say, in the Lord's eyes. That's what, that's what Jesus said. He says, what is the greatest commandment? He said, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. And he said, and the second is like that, it's to love your brother as you love yourself. And um, so, 
the, the challenge with this is, and, and so I'm going to, like Ron said, I'm going to be crisp today, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it tight. But um, uh, he's not even laughing. I, I'm trying to. <laughs> okay. And, um, but what I, what I want to do today is I want to give you happy tools on how to live this out. Because I think the last thing we need to hear today is like, guys, you need to put out another night that you need to devote yourselves to someone else. Honestly, if I hear that now, it's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And, uh, and I think there's, there's ways, actually, that we can live with one another, devoting ourselves to one another, that it's not a burden, but it's who we are. Because if it turns into something we do, it's going to kill us. But if it's who we are, I think we can find life and actually get energized through how we live. So uh, I want to share this. Um, I, I preached a while ago, and some of you would have heard me say back then that I was pretty tired. Yeah? And um, I, I'm actually feeling really good at the moment. And funny enough, it's not because I'm working less. It feels like the pace has increased um, quite a bit. But, but somehow this week, uh, my wife, oh, she's in kids' church. We're putting her in the last shifts before the baby comes. Like, okay, go, go, go. <laughs> and, uh, um, but, but somehow in the last few weeks, um, it feels like the pace increased. Uh, lost my train of thought there. Oh, And um, a while ago, you guys would have heard Andrew preach at the gathering about shining your light. And, uh, and I, I mean, when he shared it with us at the elders meeting, he, he was quite firm. He says, as elders, he said, don't you dare preach this and not live it. Because if you're going to do that, you're going to bring death. Again, I was like, yes, I can hear the Lord. I need to do it. I know that we need to reach out. I know that I want us to reach out, but I need to do it, all right? And we're a month later, all right? No, no, not quite, almost, almost a month later. And in this week, I said to Mariska Babes, I know we've been connecting with friends that the Lord has put on our road and we've been touching, but we haven't done something intentional to reach out and we go and, we, we go and chase the lost. Yeah? We haven't done it. Yeah? So, and we've had a crazy week this week. Every night we went to bed almost at 12, which I, for some of you aren't late, but if, I, I could start feeling it in the morning. Or I go like, okay. And uh, Friday night we had a night open and I just said to her, babes, we can take the night off, but I th- I'm scared that if we're going to take it off, we're going to get into calloused mode again. Yeah. And I said to her, let's just go and let's reach, all right? And so we, we tried to connect with a couple of our friends. Inko, I'm not saying you're an unbeliever, okay? But okay. Uh, we tried to connect with new guys. And unfortunately, they were in a car crash, which I wasn't aware of, okay? So praise God, they were right. But he ignored my message for good reason. And, um, and then I said, okay, well, let's go and find, find the lost people we don't know. Let's just go put ourselves out there. And, and you, you, you won't believe it, but it's quite uncomfortable for me sometimes to have to do that, like to really step out. So I know that Frana at Simple Brew is the manager there, and they host these quiz nights. So we just said, let's go to quiz nights, and we win, of course, and then, um, all right, and then, we, and then we can reach to the other poor people at the other tables, okay? I'm joking. So we did win, okay? I was pretty proud um, of our team effort there. Cresta was the main player. And <laughs> so, so we went to quiz nights, and then I always said to the guys, okay, we're going together, but as soon as that night is done, I'm going to love and leave you. I'm going to go reach, all right? And so now we get to quiz night. We haven't planned any of this. It was too short timing. And we said, said Jesus, please, in our hearts, we want to reach, but we just didn't have time to do this well. And I walk in there, and probably one of the only surfers in Malcos that I've really had a heart for to connect, one, one of the few Afrikaans guys out there, he's sitting at a table. And, uh, and I was like, no way. And next to him sits my next-door neighbor. And uh, I was like, yes, are you guys here for the quiz now? Yeah, yeah. And then I found out these two are brothers. And uh, it's like, I can't believe it. Okay, now I'm in. Okay, it's like, this was, this was the Lord. So we, like, my wife and I, we're chatting and we, we're busy. And um, just before the game starts, 
my downstairs neighbor walks in with his wife, and here we are for the quiz night, okay? And I, I just sat back. I was like, okay, the Lord's on this, now. So, yeah, we were all over it, okay? So we won, because you can't drink like a loser. And um, so we, we won the quiz night, and then I reached out to the other, okay? I'm joking. And, um, but, you know, we sat there till late with, with, the, with the downstairs neighbor, and I was like, I've seen that guy when they moved in. Here's a challenge. Six months ago, they moved in. And I've reached them the first night they moved in. They said, oh, great to have you guys. We need to connect six months later. Haven't done it. Okay, and you know sometimes you just need a handle, like a, I want to say common ground that you can connect with, and uh, there the Lord gave it to us, we're seeing them tomorrow night for bride, and, um, and so I have no clue why I shared the story, but I, I want to, I, I, I hope it encourages you, I want to encourage you, I want to blow wind into yourselves, I think as a church, we, we've been in a season where God has been good to Josh Jane, and He sent the loss to us. All right, and we've been as a, I think as Malcolm was probably we've become a bit lazy, like we've just whoever God sent, we would take care of. And I just know there's a time where we need to reach. So now, yesterday, I'm like, I said to Grant, you won't believe it. Like, I found these couples and we've connected with them. By the way, I went for a surf quickly before church at three. The only guy I paddled out with, Yuan, he was right there. It's like God was God's on it, okay. But so I tell Grant, bro, I've connected to these guys, I'm having a bride. Grant says, Yeah, yeah, it's cool. On Tuesday night, I'm having 12 of my unsafe friends over. I'm like, all right, <laughs> cool, <laughs> so uh, I'll pray for you for your 12 friends, so, but you know, no, actually, you know what it did, is it blew, it blew so much wind into my soul, like, we're in this together, like, we are not just preaching something that we want you guys to do, but we're gonna, we, we chose, we want to live it, yeah, thanks, Bodine, okay, we're in it, so I want to ask, pray for Grant and myself this week with these new guys, who like, help us, God, but I want to rally us, man. It's, it's, we, we, we're born to do this. I've no clue why I added that in my preach. But that is my heart, to, to reach one another, devoted to God and to others. All right. And to, we're not going to be a blueprint church if nobody knows about us, by the way. All right. So I want to, yeah, oh, happy tools. Okay. That was the point. Sorry, I got, I got my thing. Okay. And, um, and you know what's funny? Even though every night this past week we were super busy and productive, and that's a, not busy, productive, okay, and involved. Actually, and this weekend, last night, we ministered with the youth. This morning I ministered in Stellenbosch, and uh, now we're here. And, uh, but it feel, I'm fresh. And, and something is like, and I, I know there's wisdom, okay? I said to the Lord, I've got three weeks left. I'm going to give it, okay, like as hard as I can before the baby comes. Eh? But um, I, I, I realized that that rest in God is not found in the bed, okay? It's found in living and walking with God. And uh, so there's times, really, I'm going to take off in December. I'm going to rest well, and I'm going to be gone. You're not going to find me, okay? But, but sometimes it's found just in, in rhythm with God and obedience with God and being devoted to one another, happy tools, okay? Happy, like, just wanting to, I didn't say one word about Jesus, by the way, on Friday evening. Not one, okay? Talked a bunch of rubbish. But, there was connection. I reached. And I, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. So I want to stir us with the following, and I, I'll, I'll keep it tight. Now. But back in the day, when I was in youth, it was a big thing for the, for the youth to, some of them might know, then none of them were here. But choosing friends was a big thing. All right? I don't know if you can remember that age. But it's like, who are the right friends? Because your parents just kept telling you, don't pick the wrong friends. Okay? So when you get saved, you're like, okay, well, who's the right friends? And you've got this list. And I remember I asked my youth pastor once, like, how do I pick the right friends? And he, and he said to me, rather than waiting for the right friend, you start being the right friend for others. 
And, um, and I remember he put something in my hands. It's like, okay, so then I, then I may, maybe worded different what I expected the perfect friend to be because it's like I suddenly I have to fulfill this thing, okay? But I was like, that's what I desire, what I can see in the Word, and actually how church should be. I want to be that. I'm going to be that. And um, so I started in, in, how I, in how I knew. And, um, and I think it's something that we try and apply till today. And I, I want to stir us with this. Like I think in church sometimes, you, you might have joined us because you, you liked what you see. And it's like, oh, I want to be part of this. Okay? And I want to invite us, many of us, who, who of us have been here for longer than five or six years? I just quickly want to see. Right, raise your hands. Okay, it's a lot. It's more than half of us. Né? So that's a lot, how long I've been here. Okay, you guys have been part of Josh for that time as well probably. Né? Well, no, Josh Longer than that. Né? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's a, I want to speak especially to those of us. Like, I think it's a trap for us that like, sometimes we burst and we run a race and then we, okay, let someone else take it. And, um, and I actually want to invite all of us. Like, we need to keep being that what we want to see or what we believe we are supposed to be for one another. And, um, and I want to ask you, what does it look like? I think sometimes, and, and sometimes we think, yes, it involves a lot of money. Sometimes it does. But sometimes really, Mariska and myself, we, are we trying to live with our bucks is um, tithing is a non-negotiable. It goes off. We, we pay. But then we want to set out another amount. We just ask the Lord, how can we use this to be a blessing um, over and above the 10? Okay? And, just, and then we want to ask the Lord, how can we bless someone? Who do you want us to bless? And how can we bless them in a way that will make sense to them? It's not just handing out, thanks, here's a little bit for you. It's like, how can we be wise with, with loving one another in church? And sometimes it's not always money. I think I said to someone the other day, like, I think the commodity that the Lord entrusts me with is not money, but it's time. And, 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 and we want to be wise with our time and available that we can be a blessing to this house. And I, I want to say that today in Stellenbosch, I, I don't know it's going to work out like that, but there was a friend when I just got saved. He was much older than me. Well, I say much older, probably six years, seven years, okay, which in school is a lot, all right? And, um, and that guy played a massive role in pulling me into church and um, loving me, welcoming me. And I was a bit of a strange cat, still is, okay? But back then I was wild, okay? And that guy just loved me and pulled me in. And today he sat in the Salenbosch congregation and we had lunch together afterwards with Kala. And, um, and, and it was just a, like, I, I can't remember why I said that now, but it was something that's like he, well, he pulled me in and, and loved me well. And based on how he pulled me in, I tried to be that for others. And, and I want to say, um, and, and after that, the Lord has given 10 times the amount that I've put in, really, with people around us. And so I want to I stir us first to be that which we desire to see in church for one another. Yeah? And, I, and so you, you can only be one, but I think the Lord sometimes adds 10, 20, 50 people around us as we give. Does it make sense? Do you guys get my train of thought? Not quite. All right. We're going to get there. All right. Um, the second thing is how we can live devoted to one another, um, is to take the focus of ourselves. And, and I, I think as soon as we can shift from how can you help me to how can I be what God wants me to be, there, there comes a shift. And, and as I was praying on, on Thursday, I, I walked in and God told me, or God just reminded me of Peter. You know, Peter was very much focused on himself when he walked with Jesus, all right? And um, to the point where, I mean, they would wrestle who's going to sit on Jesus' right hand one day in heaven and all that kind of jazz. And um, who's the most important. And then when Jesus said, Peter, you're actually going to de- deny me. He said, God, I will never do that. All right? and, uh, but it's because he wanted to be the main guy. And when pressure came, he was the first to actually curse. and say, I don't 
know this guy. I don't know what he said, okay, in Hebrew, okay? So, he's so. And uh, about Jesus, I mean, the nicest oak. And then, a few years later, with Peter absolutely dying to his own ambition, to his own will, to his own pride, he, he was crucified, but before they crucified him, he said, I'm not worthy even to die like Jesus did, and they crucified him upside down. It's like, I cannot be anything in the same way as Jesus, because he's much greater. And it's like the, the focus went off himself, and he didn't they deny God and run away, but it's actually said, he ran to the cross and said, even worse than Jesus, do it upside down to me. And um, I, just as I read it, it was like, there was a, there was a focus shift from him, and actually that Jesus could build the, the, the house on Peter, the, the church, on Peter the rock, okay? But he had to die to, to his own needs is the wrong word. But to take the focus of himself. And um, so Romans 12 verse 10 says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And, um, and it's, I think it's something we, we can model with one another. And you know, when it comes to your thinking, I was thinking, even thinking last night when we preached or, or uh, prophesied to the youth, I said to the guys before, and our challenge here is that we know these kids, man. They're sitting here every week. I see them on the beach. I see them in the surf. I see them when they drop in on me, and it irritates me, okay? I, I see, like, I, I know them. And sometimes the challenge is when we get opportunity to minister to them, we just want to straighten them out. Like, if you do this, it'll be much better. And I said to the guys, beware that you don't, under the name of prophecy, correct these guys in the flesh, Okay? I said, if we encourage them, you just say, I want to encourage you with what I can see in you. This is great. And then if you can, if you can honestly say that, I think the Lord is saying, then you say that. But um, sometimes we do that, like under the name of the Lord, we just want to straighten one another out. That's dangerous, all right? And I, I've been hurt by that before. And, um, and I actually just said, you know, but it was beautiful. And we could separate those two, and we encouraged them. We blew wind into their cells. And then we said, I believe God is saying this to you. It's like the Mike, I saw Mike earlier. I said to him, if you come to church, I'll chase you home. So he served just before he came here. He was, they looked mug, okay, ox. And, uh, and he said, but you know, the difference is this morning, he says the guys were tight. Because they could find one another. And it's like they honored one another above themselves. They were like, cool, I got to work. But they were keen to hear what is God saying to you guys. Yeah? It's different. It shifts something in us. And I think when, oh, this is what I want to say. When I could change that posture to, I want to just correct it because you guys are doing everything wrong. It's like, how does the Lord see you and how does he want to strengthen you? It's like it just came. God was just speaking. In all the groups, I think, it would have been the feeling. God just spoke. And um, I want to stir us to change that posture in us, to really honor one another above ourselves. John 15, and I said this earlier, my command is this, love each other as I've loved you. Greater love is no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Friendship, eh? Laying it down. Luke 6, 31 says, Do to others as you would have them, do, um, have them do to you. And I think in church sometimes we're waiting for them to do it to me. And it just feels like, and I'm speaking to all of us, most of us, except Johan, but I, I know Johan, okay? Most of us are part of this house. And I want to say, it feels like the Lord wants to strengthen us as we go into the end of the year. We're going to the most wonderful time of the year, okay? Even though all of us are like, just strolling into it, okay? And how can we love one another and do to one another as we would like to be done to us without it being a heavy? Because it's possible. I, I really believe it's possible. Um, still with me now. Um, so I want to, before I go to my next point, 
You guys have been hearing this buzz in the background, if you can. You remember when, it was, when we started, everyone was asking, what is the buzz? Okay. Now, all you actually need at some stage is to be able to go like this. And then it can disappear, all right? And if you go like this, it doesn't come back on. Here we go, all right? If you go like this, it's off. And, and back on, okay? <laughs> and uh, and um, anyway, I, I, I thought I'd use the illustration before some of you lo- lose your minds. But <laughs> not really. <laughs> Only if you're leading. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not pulling your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, baby. I can almost stop. Thank you. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what it is? Now, uh, in the week when I, when I prayed for this, I think sometimes this whole year I've been aware that the Lord worked into us, calling us to not just be hearers of the truth but doers. He, not just hearers, doers. And you know, sometimes it starts like that. It's like, and you can hear it. But if you ignore it long enough, it just becomes white noise. And we just live with it. And at some stage, God needs to come and He's like, wake us up to, listen, I'm actually speaking to you. All right? It's like a conscience. They say conscience sleeps, but it will wake up at some stage. And, um, and so that was really the reason why I wanted to use the example, okay, is I, I do think some, something that I'm scared for, and that's what I realized for, for myself and my wife in this week, because we were tired on Friday. I'll be honest, my wife is pregnant, and I'm not being ruthless with her. I'm taking good care of her, so don't be, don't be nervous, okay? But I just, uh, to babes, I, I, I'm scared that if we don't respond to the, we, to the Lord, I was been pushing us this week, that we're going to get callous heart, and it's going to become like that. We need to go find them. We need to go find the lost. And we were, I'm telling you, we were driving to Simple Brew like, oh, okay. Well, let's see. Here we go. Mariska hates 30 seconds, by the way. All right? It's not a thing. She doesn't go for quiz nights. And, um, and, and God showed up. And I, I almost like that irritating noise. I'm just scared for us, and speaking as part of this house, that we can sit here and we can be hearers of truth. But if we don't build on that, we're actually building on sand. And you know what it will feel like? It's just like it's slipping away. I don't know if you've walked on soft, soft sand, like think Clifton or Camps Bay, like trying to walk. It's just like you can't find grip. And sometimes with the Lord, I think for some of us, it feels like I just can't find grip. And you know, if you do that long enough at a stage, it's like, yeah, that church is just not what it should be. It's just not what it used to be. And actually, it's because we aren't who God wants us to be. And... Um, Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and I, I, I want to rally us that it's, and I'm not speaking as a heavy. If, if the Lord convicts us, yes, okay, listen, okay. But not as a burden to think, oh, now I need another night where I want to do that and that. Sometimes that happens. But I, I think there's ways for us to live with one another, devoted to one another. And it starts with honoring one another above ourselves that we can live in a way that that's possible. It is possible. I've seen it. And... Um, so I want to strengthen us with this. This is how we can do it. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says this, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So it's encouraging them. But I want to I encourage us. Sometimes when, I, when I'm struggling, when, when I'm tired, this is what I do. I go walk on the beach and I ask the Lord, who can I pray for and what can I send them to them to bless them? It included some of you before. All right? Sometimes we just need to take it off ourselves and just, God, I said to the Lord, Lord, you know what I'm wrestling with and I'll put that before your feet. But who's on your heart today? Who can I pray for? And who can I encourage to strengthen? All right? 
it's just, that's what we need to do. Job 42 verse 10 says this, After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored to him his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. How cool is this? After Job had prayed for his friends. And I think sometimes we, we just don't wait for the Lord to restore first. Let's just stop praying for one another. And God will restore even, even in financial stuff. All right? 1 Peter 4 says this, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Um, I think I've used this at someone's wedding recently. I think at Devil the Nikitas where I just said, you know, love covers. But if we want justice, if we, where there's justice, people always get hurt. And in the church, I think if we want justice for when one of us go wrong, yes, we're going to get hurt. Okay? But if we have love and love that covers, covers multitude of sins. And, um, and I want to I stir us, don't, don't sit here and want justice for all the wrongs that have been done to you. Okay? Forgive as we've been forgiven. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you guys get what I'm saying. I'm going to give a green card for us to hurt one another. But there's something on our side that we can love that covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. It's heavy in times that we move to invite someone into your house. Um, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. You know, when I read this, it's like, that's the house I want to belong to. That's God's. That's the church. And I, I want to be that. I don't want to just belong to that. I want to be that. Psalm 133 verse 1 says, How good and pleasant is it when God's people live together in unity. And, uh, and that's not only when we come together in a meeting and we're like, Aha, kumbaya. Living in unity. Uh, living together. Living um, devoted to one another. Colossians 3 verse 11 it says, here there is not Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian or that thing, slave, free. Lorna's laughing at me because I can't pronounce this English. I just say that thing, what it says there. All right? Free. But Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones. And I want to say to you guys here, I know all of you, okay? Chosen by God. That's why you're here, okay? Chosen ones, put on this. Holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Compassionate hearts for one another. Kindness, humility, meekness, patience is one we all need. Help us, God, especially in this time of the year, okay? Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. I want to I tell you, if you... If you're starting to feel disconnected, okay, don't wait for someone to pull you back in. I want to ask you, put on love. It'll bind you. It'll bind you back to the body. Not next year. Today is a good day to start. All right. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. You know, I've listened to a message of Brad Verina that he preached in uh, Sunningdale two weeks ago. And he just spoke about maturity. And he said that peace is a sign of maturity for Christians. Good message. Go listen to that, okay? That, that actually do not be um, driven by the things of this world and what we're chasing and the needs. But peace is a sign of maturity for Christians. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which you were included in the body. And be thankful.
Yeah. Uh, today, in, in studies, when, when we led worship, I said to the guys, like, I've asked them four times in the week, what do you guys feel? And nobody responded. So, and I, I just prayed, and I, I, I said to them, yes, I haven't heard a lot. But what I do have is that we can be thankful for what the Lord has done. Yes, we had a great time. <laughs> okay. Thankfulness in the, Lord's, in the Lord's eyes, like even considering everything that's going on, if we can find something that we can be thankful for what the Lord has done, it opens the heavens. Yeah. So I want to I wanna even encourage you, like normally this time, when's Thanksgiving in, in America? It was past, no. Okay, this is our Thanksgiving, all right, this time of the year. So I want to stir you, even if you have to put that verse on your wall and just put it on there and say, and be thankful, all right? It's a great reminder when all the other cares of this world comes. And uh, uh, last week I told you guys I was gripped by that uh, Black Friday thing, okay? And what I was most bummed about is that I couldn't find a wetsuit on uh, discount, okay? Because mine had holes. And suddenly the water just dropped temperature-wise, okay? And on, on Tuesday, when I was about to go surf, I put my suit in, and as I did this, and the whole thing just went. I was so bummed, and we haven't had waves for two weeks. I was like, I'm going to paddle out, okay? So now I paddled out on my longboard, and I didn't duck dive once because I couldn't afford the water to go in the back, right? And I sat there, and I, I'm just so irritated that I couldn't buy a suit on discount. And now this thing has went, and like I bought it the other day, and I was just... And suddenly, like, it's like I forgot all that the Lord has added to us financially in the last two months. Like, God has really blessed my wife and I big time. The last, I've got a new car. Like, today, um, in Stellenbosch, when Carlos saw that car, he says, yes, I also want to be a pastor in Malkbos. Like, and, uh, and, you know, suddenly, I'll, if, you, if you stop being thankful, that thing just goes out the door. And, uh, and I can't buy a new suit. It's all you see. And I, I hated that surf, like not because I was cold, but because I was frustrated and I couldn't be thankful. And suddenly, like when I got to Mariska and I, I was very irritated and she just said, she said, just remember what the Lord has added to us. After I was irritated, I, I hate it when my wife does that because she's right, okay? But uh, some of the boys know what I'm speaking about, right? But when I could hear her and I could say, yes, look what the Lord has added to us. It's like my whole day changed. Not just circumstances, the whole day. And um, I want to remind us to be thankful. And then verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another. Now, I want to say that it's not just for me and Grant. Okay? All of us should reach, like I went to reach on Friday. And there should be a moment for all of us when we can teach one another. So do you know? Have you heard? Have you considered? Have you heard about this? Admonishing one another. In all wisdom, singing psalms, okay, that we've done is a good thing, and hymns, and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. It's a great word. So I just wanted to, you know, one of the worst things as a preacher is to admit that a three-minute testimony can have more impact than a 30-minute preach. So uh, I did feel, I want to ask Frana, don't you want to come here quickly? I don't know if you would have met him, you would have seen him in Malkbos. Best coffee in town, go to Simple Brew, all right? But uh, I, want to, I want to encourage this guy, like, um, sometimes the Lord does something that he adds a brother to you. Né? And uh, I, I was in Namibia when this guy joined us. And when I got back, he was just part of our community, suddenly like it's his and like I've never been there. And... Um, and, and we got to, got to know one another, and I, um, in the week we've had a time, and we just sat weeping in, uh, in the coffee shop, and, uh, and just said, you know, sometimes the Lord just adds a brother. 
that we can walk together. And I, I wanted to share, want you to share just some, whatever you feel, go for it. And then I'll pick up off you. Hello. Um, cool, man. Like a cell. <laughs> Not Gavin. Um, so I'm very emotional when I speak in front of people. So give me a second. I want to encourage you, but I also want to challenge you. Um, the model of Josh Chen's church, or the, the way you, you have community and the way you family, I believe that's the closest to what Jesus had with his disciples. Um, so I've been saved my life, uh, or since I can remember. Been in and out of churches as, you know, you move, you study, whatever. And um, I moved uh, down here again to Cape Town last year. And I said, I need a church, but I don't know, because you know you need to meet new people and whatnot. And um, I didn't go to any other churches. I just walked into to Josh Chen at the, I think it was it's still the farmer's market. And um, I was there for one day, and uh, Mike actually kind of passed me to, to uh, Mike Foster. I don't know if Mike's here. Mike Foster, not Jan. Um But that guy sparked something in my heart through his excitement for God. And I stood afterwards and I said, but what? What is he doing different? Um, and if you hear Mike's testimony, it's amazing that he's part of the church. Um, and I say, that so I say that with so much love. He says that himself. Yeah, but I say it with so much love. Like he's, he's such an amazing guy. But um, afterwards, I was, I was like, okay, cool. What can I get? You know, like as a Christian, you often become so obsessed and involved with your own mind of what do I need to change? What do I need to add? And I was having these conversations with Mike, and Mike just said, like, how can we help you? What can we do for you? And at one stage, I, was, uh, I tried to explain to someone after about being two months being in, in community with him, is that they slotted into me, not me into them. And that's where, like, I think it comes down to the best analogy I can think of is the wind blowing upon you and you're a flag. Imagine this big flagpole. Every one of us are flagpoles and the wind blows. And if you're on community, if you are in the church, it's like this, uh, it's a one-directional wind that's blowing. So your, your flag is not fluttering in the wind, but it's straight. And as life will come and throw different winds at you in gusts, it doesn't matter, your, yours will remain straight. And it's a lot easier when you're in community. It's a lot easier when you're in fellowship with people. So I want to encourage you and be thankful because a lot of things I've been journeying, journeying with honors and a lot of things I've left behind, things that I've struggled with for years, that God just said, like, okay, it's enough. Um, and it's because I'm in community. And I've, I'm not, um, I've got no illusion about it. It is God. He's walking around with me, but I want to encourage you, like, be part, slot in. It, it sorts everything out for you. Um, even though you don't know you need it, you need it. Um, go to church, go to community. If you've got questions, speak to the elders. They'll talk you off. It's good. Um, and lovely. And then I also want to say thanks to Anas. Like, um, these guys really, I told Anas, can we drink coffee? And then he's been bugging me to drink coffee, and I love it.
because um, I think I talk more than him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I really want to encourage you and challenge you because it is a challenge as well. Really be first on the show, but church, really be the first one at community. Say, what can you bring? What, can, what do they need? Um, and like people like Bari, they, they show you the model of church. And I believe if that's what church is, how good will heaven be? Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> better than the preach, no? Cool. <laughs> yeah, it is better. It's it's life, um, and um, yeah. I wanted to say something. Okay. Um, um, all of us can do it. All of us must do it. Um, and it's you know I want to say it's it's been such a pleasure walking with him. It's actually. It, it really hasn't weighed me at all. That's a funny part. And we've been dealing with some lack of stuff, okay? hasn't weighed me at all. It's like we found life together in God. And we've just been encouraging one another, strengthening, correcting, um, but devoted. Devoted to one another. And um, it's available for all of us, you know? It's like that for me it reflects God um, more than a preach. And... Uh, I think the, the, the reason why I say this and why I started with the truth thing at the start is like the world is tired of hearing the truth. It's like we, we don't need in this holiday time and even for one another, we don't need to just preach truth again. We, we know, even though it's good, okay? But doers of the word is what the Lord is after in, in us as a church. Um, James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away, and at once he forgets what he was like. Um, <laughs> I recently tried this moustache thing, okay? I didn't tell my wife. She just got home. She's like, okay. And, uh, and uh, I haven't done this in years. And, and it's funny, sometimes when I get to someone, they're like, wow. And I'm like, wow, what? So forget I forget. Oh, yeah, it looks weird. No. And, uh, and I think sometimes it's like that where, where if we just hear and we don't do, it's like if you forget what you look like. And, um, and, and I want to encourage us to be doers. So um, happy, happy tools, okay? I, I don't want to put a burden on us. But I want to think this holiday time, um, how can we love one another well? In a, in a way that will make sense to people. Something we've just been enjoying is just do, we often use this word do life together. And I often say, oh, what does it mean? It means we need to have a, some, some form of social. It's not, it means today I led worship in Stellenbosch. I called him this morning because he was in Somerset. Hey, I'm going to be there at nine. Do you want to come? And we, we go together. All right. Uh, if if Daryl used an example, if you go to the beach with your kids, because many of you have kids and you need to entertain them, entertain them. Just invite someone else with kids along. They entertain one another, and you connect with the people. All right. It's tools. I think that is lacquer, um, but we can be for one another and, and find one another more than in a way that we just preach truth to one another. Um, it's like I feel as we're going to do that, and I'm going to land with this, and then I'll hand over to whoever to Daryl now. But I feel that if we can respond to that and actually listen to the, and and for that buzz to stop, and we actually become aware that the Lord is speaking, I'm convinced that life will come back into our hearts regarding church if we can hear the Lord on this. That it's not just for the new guys, cool, a front eyes here, you can do it, and uh, but it's for us. 
who's been here longer than, than most. It's for all of us to be that which we want to be a part of. God's on it. I want to encourage us with that.